0: Welcome to the Expats in Dubai show, your home for deeper news, behind the scenes and real life stories. Hey everyone, it's Amber Waheed and welcome to the Expats in Dubai show. To recap for our new listeners, on Monday's episode of this podcast, we focus on the financial advisory industry in particular. We call this series The Great Fraud Fightback, named, of course, after my book, where I use my experience of investing with a rogue financial advisor and companies, and week by week, we deconstruct my story of how I lost my savings to a sophisticated financial advisory fraud and fought back against the system and won a landmark court case in Dubai. Last week was quite interesting. My guest on last week's episode was Con Lillis from Abacus and he spoke about the need to remove trust within the industry and replace it with transparency. After that episode, I received a message on my website from somebody who wrote this with regards to Neil Grant. Neil Grant being the rogue advisor, the big bad wolf in my story. And this guy called Paul, he wrote, Grant didn't force his clients to do anything. He didn't threaten you. He didn't put the money in his own pocket. You gave money willingly. That is the reality. And Paul is absolutely right. Our problem was that we should not have trusted him in the first place. As Con Lillis stated, when we trust someone, we don't look at the fine print. And because we trusted Neil Grant... We didn't look at the fine print. We didn't look at anything. And he was therefore able to manipulate the situation, the friendships, the relationships without forcing us, without threatening us or putting money in his own pocket simply because he had our trust. So in this episode, I thought to explain what I mean by that and how he got us, his clients to actually part with our money. The key question I was constantly faced with was how did Grant manage to operate within the industry for so long without a financial advisory license? Yes, he can get away with conning the naive trusting person on the street, but the industry itself... It's like a doctor operating without a medical license or a lawyer without a legal license. Clients are none the wiser, but the hospitals and the law firms, of course, have to perform due diligence on those licenses. Grant, therefore, would have needed help with his setup in Dubai, that's for sure. Grant's operation could not have been accomplished unless it was supported within the industry itself by the financial service providers, the product providers, and the fund managers he had partnered up with. The people at the top of these companies had agreed to simply look the other way and pretend that they did review the documentation and performed due diligence to see whether Grant's business had been made with the proper paperwork. The very fact is, they never did. Had they performed the most basic of checks, they would have realised Grant was not licensed. They would see his papers were full of irregularities and they would never have entered terms of business with him. Instead. They summarized the risks and they saw the potential profits that Grant could bring them from unsuspecting investors like myself. And they did nothing except happily take Grant's financial contributions and his introductions to new clients. And it's this kind of risk-reward miscalculation that contributes to rogue financial advisors flooding the markets everywhere. One could even go as far as to say, They literally plotted together with Grant as perfectly demonstrated with the Philip Van Nass-Grant partnership. Philip Van Nass. I did not hear anything about Philip Van Nass, nor was I suspicious of him, until he involved himself into the picture at the public prosecution investigation into Neil Grant in Dubai. That's when we started probing into his partnership with Neil Grant and it meant digging up information, combing through emails and researching small details that could be later connected to form a whole picture, a scheme. And their scheme was simple. Hoodwink expert investors out of their money and provide a backdrop where neither party can be held legally responsible. How did they do this? How did they hatch this plot? Financial advisory for looks to be extremely complex in makeup and it can feel really overwhelming to try and understand all the nuance and how it happens. But when you break it down, you will find it's actually not. It's simply manipulation. Grant recommends to his clients a long-term savings plan with Guardian Trust Company Limited, a financial service provider domiciled in Jersey in the Channel Islands. Bernas is the chairman of the company. Grant is the independent financial advisor between you and Guardian, so you think Grant is dealing with everything in your best interests, and Grant convinces you, as his client and friend, into giving up hundreds and thousands of dollars in an incredibly well-honed script. We're then shown pages and pages of the Guardian Trust application form, I think it was something like 29 pages, which is laid out like a contract. Grant offers to fill it in for you to save you doing so, and so he can ensure it's done correctly. At some point, Grant requests we provide him with what he says is the power of attorney over our financial affairs, which he explains as meaning that he is authorized to make, move and control investments in your trust on your behalf. He further explains to you that it's simply to let Guardian know he is your financial advisor and is managing your trusts by your authorization. And he says it's all perfectly plausible, professional even, and to the unknown eye, it is worded to look like an agreement between you and Grant. In reality, this document is what is called a prescribed direction. It is written on a blank piece of paper with no letterhead. It is addressed to Guardian only. Grant is not copied in the letter, nor is he required to sign it. You are asked to sign and date this piece of paper, and once you do, the document is filed with Guardian. There's a short time-lapse between when you sign the prescribed direction and the formation of the trust, a legal tactic to prove you appointed your advisor prior to the formation of the trust. After Grant completes the Guardian application form and arranges the signatures in Dubai for you, the trust is then set up in Jersey by Vanas. And then the last piece is, at the direction of Grant, you transfer the money yourself to Guardian to activate the contract. Grant has taken care of the delivery. Vanas now takes care of the operation. Grant's happy. Vanas is happy because they're about to make a pot full of money. And you're still none the wiser that you have just signed your money away and will continue to do so for years to come. What this means in practice is that Grant is now legally protected in the event a lawsuit is lodged against him by several tactics. There is no contract between you and Grant. Your contract is directly with Guardian as the trustee. You have transferred the money directly to Guardian yourself and out of the country. Grant is paid his fees directly by Guardian from your money in your trust. In short, there is no link between you and Grant or a paper trail. No mud can stick to his hands. Only after you signed the paperwork and you sent your money to Guardian do you receive a copy of the trust deed, a legal document setting out various obligations placed upon the trustee, the beneficiaries, the settler, and any other associated parties. Guardian then slaps you with their terms and conditions in fine print and which don't require your signature of acceptance. They say the devil is in the details, the fine print. Here, they bypass the devil altogether. It later transpires that somewhere in the fine print in this lengthy trustee document is a throwaway clause that you have agreed to appoint Grant as your investment manager via, you got it, the prescribed direction form. In other words, Guardian has not appointed him for you, even though Grant introduced you to Guardian and is selling their products to you. This clause and the prescribed direction certificate mean that Guardian is now legally protected, making any lawsuit against Guardian thrown out from the very beginning. So any legal recourse will be directed back to Grant, only there's no paper trail leading to Grant. There's nothing to suggest from Grant that he has agreed to be your appointed investment manager. His signature is not on the prescribed direction and the biggest part of my case against Grant was establishing a paper trail to him. It has all been planned with military precision. Our money was now firmly lodged in their hands and unbeknown to us, we had no legal protection or recourse in the event should something go wrong. That's why many fraud victims cannot get their investment back because the financial advisor and their financial partners both state the other party is responsible for your investments. And because of some carefully drafted legal documents bearing your signature, both parties can appear bulletproof when it comes to the law. These contracts have been proactively engineered by some very clever lawyers to deceive victims. It's called a defeat contract. It's designed to defeat the investors. And lawyers call this a clever contract. When your own lawyer is impressed by the other lawyer's work, you know you're in trouble. Clever and genius is lawyer speak, meaning victims are unlikely to be able to claim compensation for any loss in investments. Guardian now provided the platform where your various fund investments were going to be held. And together with Grant, they had full access to and control over your investments. All the incentives the financial institutions offered to their advisors were based on selling the most profitable products, which were startup firms carrying a high risk. And of course, another reason they preferred startup companies is that Grant operating without a license would go undetected. In the midst of the terms and conditions of the trust deed are the fee arrangements which your financial advisor never explained to you and which are described in very generic terms that are difficult to understand. You discover that Guardian paid grants fees directly from your trust but you never, you never know how much he is being paid from the trust. The calculations and distribution of which you have no say in. It's like, it's like they've agreed between themselves how they're going to pay themselves with your money. And we got Sam stone's opinion in episode five when he analyzed my investment portfolio and what he thought some of those fees and commissions paid to Neil Grant would have been, which was mind blowing. Bear in mind, these are the charges we've worked out, the known charges. The unknown charges are embedded in the funds, but they don't make these explicit as they're built into the fund price and any gains are automatically swallowed by them. Together, Grant and Vanas provided investors with inflated valuation and performance metrics to dupe investors, allowing the duo to collect higher investment fees than they were actually entitled to receive. It was inflated because the funds held within the trust were suspended from redemption, performing poorly or illiquid, and their NAV, net asset value, was calculated at the point that redemptions were suspended, which was completely misleading. Smoke and mirrors. Coming back to Grant, in addition to Guardian, he would have set up contracts with each of the fund managers and you never knew the exact amount each of these companies paid him. You never saw an invoice, you never saw a receipt. The money was collected from the trust by Guardian and paid in full to Grant. This is another legal tactic as it's difficult to prove how Grant benefited financially from you if you can't provide evidence that he did indeed take commission and fees from you. Grant doesn't share details, Guardian doesn't share details and the online web portal is designed not to share details so it's impossible to tell what got paid and to whom. Together they were in absolute control of your trust as well as its administration. In 2013 Philip Van Nass wanted to move my trust from Jersey to Guardian Global Capital Swiss SA in Switzerland. By law Such a move required the investor's consent and signature, which was never received or granted. Or either Grant's camp or Guardian's camp had taken care of the signature to indicate the acceptance of my trust to be moved, and Vernass simply verified the signature as a true likeness. Another case in point, in 2018, I wrote to Vernass to say, as settler, I wanted to close my trust, and subsequently requested a full breakdown of the overall value of the trust, For two years, he failed to take any action, all the while continuing to take fees from the trust. When there was no money left in the trust, only then did he close it and without prior notification or need of authorization from me, the settler. Another issue is the duration of the trust lasting 25 years. Yes, you can opt out and you are sold that idea by grant at the beginning. However, if you choose to get out before its lifetime, you pay a huge financial penalty, a fact which he did not share with you. It's so clever that they warn you that abandoning a trust before the end is like ripping up a manuscript in front of the author as he's on the final paragraph. And that's exactly how you feel trapped. From the moment you transferred the money to initiate the trust, you lost your hold on your capital and you were indeed trapped. It's called rigging the game of investing. Everything is meticulously mapped out through to the very last detail in order to ensure they and no one else own the agenda. Again, that's an example of the planning that went into the way that these partnerships were entered into. As an additional layer of protection, Grant and Guardian produced a terms of business document on the off chance that if they were ever caught out, that document protected the other party to avoid any liability. The document drawn up by Grant and Vanas referred to various waivers that Vanass has conducted the correct due diligence and security checks on Grant, thereby allowing Grant to sell their products in the market. In return, Grant agrees, quote, We hereby hold you harmless against any claim, damages, compensation or any loss which may be sustained by Guardian as a consequence of any transactions carried out or any advice given by me during the currency of this agreement. Simply put, Guardian waives their own responsibility, their own obligation. It's like opening the doors and walking up a winding staircase into their ornate and bizarre world They basically set up a fraudulent pyramid scheme in plain view and had fine-tuned the practice and made it an art form. It's a perfect crime and partnership, all done under your very nose, with your consent, and is all legally acceptable. With the odds in their favor, it explains why the financial reward was too hard to resist for both men. And this extends to the chairman of the company, of most of Grant's partners, not just Guardian. They were all in on this. They knew what was happening and became enormously wealthy in the process. Philip Van was just a reflection of all the others. An honest comment from a financial advisor admitted I was not wrong. Everybody's doing it. Everyone knows it's wrong and everybody knows it's going on and so no one should rely on these advisors anyway. And after you place the last piece in the jigsaw and you step back and look at the overall picture, what no one expected and what repeatedly wrong-footed his novice clients was that Grant deliberately involves you in non-standard entities, which were never required. You don't know that you can set up investment funds directly with the fund management companies and the product providers. And Grant sells you the idea to route it through financial service providers and to hold them in a trust or policy. And you agree to his advice because the pitch sounded good and safe as it was part of a long-term savings plan. You never needed the financial service providers in the first place. You're basically paying the middleman, in this case Guardian, for a transaction between two parties and paying them a fortune for it. This isn't okay. We sold these trusts and policies with the view that they are expertly managed and will gain wealth over their lifetime. And this will never happen. What they said publicly was different from what they did privately. Smoke and mirrors, gambling with other people's money. you're up against a system you can never beat because it is all a burdensome mystery rather than an exact science, which is why we don't know how to trace the misinformation back. And this is how Grant and the like created a rogue financial pyramid scheme. And this is why behind every rogue is an enabler. That's the secret source. Rogues cannot perpetrate without those close to them who enable it. In 2016, Grant was on trial in a criminal court in Dubai for several charges of fraud, including license fraud that carries a fine and the more serious crime of signature forgery, which includes a jail sentence. Now the partnership between the two confidants was tested. To turn a blind eye to Grant's illegal business affairs, one may argue may be financially motivated, but to support Grant in a court of law was legally motivated. Philip Vernas' statement was intended to influence the prosecution investigation and the concealing of facts and withholding of evidence was intended to influence both criminal and civil trials. Why would he do that? Now we understand. It was in Philip Vernas' interest to personally help throw out the case in Dubai against Grant and be directly involved in the efforts. Philip Van Nass, he's a character. I call him the Mozart of the industry. So much more to come. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Great Ford Fightback. As I said earlier, on Mondays episodes we discuss topics related specifically to the financial advisory industry, and on Thursdays we have the Behind the Scenes series where we bring you episodes on wider community topics. For more details on this episode, you can download the first chapter of my book if you visit business sculpting.com forward slash book. Take care.